0: hello everyone welcome to narcissism recovery podcast my name is Yitz Epstein I am a narcissistic abuse life coach today I want to talk about self abuse I want to start off with a statement that is extremely profound and important to understand when it comes to recovery and also abuse hurt people hurt people so if someone is wounded if somebody is abused if somebody feels rejected neglected abandoned they will, Feel a great sense of wanting to hurt others, and therefore this impulse will lead them to be hurtful towards others. Again, not 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 to uh, uh, dismiss or even defend their behavior, but it's important to understand that somebody who's injured oftentimes abuses themselves and ultimately will abuse others. From in childhood, when a child is not able to identify the cause of their dysfunction, their hurts, their pain because ultimately they're not able to get the clarity they need, the objective perspective, and they cannot see how maybe the parent is the cause, they will turn on themselves. They will mistreat themselves. They will learn that they are unlovable or they're ugly. They will, they will see the projection of mom and dad as, a, as an identi- identification of who they truly are, and they will identify with this and ultimately see themselves in this very way, and then treat themselves this way. So they will take on the parent abuse and actually start to abuse themselves. This is a defense mechanism against feeling weak. So when a person is angry or, or berating someone or, or a tyrant, uh, they'll feel in control, and this will actually work to soothe the feelings of helplessness and worthlessness. It uh, avoids the perceived weakness by distancing itself from this weakness and in a, in a sort of self-righteous way. Uh, you know, By identifying with the negative voice within, it sort of rejects that, that any weaknesses, any flaws – Projects those onto other people in a sense, but it also abuses the self. It also mistreats the self and tortures the self, uh, usually in the form of picking on the weaknesses and saying how they need to be removed or worked on until they're no longer weaknesses. And this becomes an inner tyrant, an inner critic. The, now, the, in this case, they will turn on themselves. They will turn on others. They will become extremely destructive forces and abusing really anybody or anything that comes their way narcissistic abusers self-destruct. So it's important to understand that narcissists are abusing themselves as well. They're not just abusing their victims. This is hard to see because it seems like they're just having a good life and living the wonderful, stealing all the resources and living this wonderful life, which they are, but they're not actually living. They're actually soothing. They're trying to not feel worthless and not feel helpless. That's not living. That's not an enjoyable existence. So it actually is a very self-destructive uh mechanism, the narcissistic abuse, the abuser is actually abusing themselves, and therefore, like I mentioned, because they are hurt, because they are wounded, they then lean in the direction of hurting others. They also want to bring other people down into their misery with them, which is why they want to abuse themselves, abuse others, creating an environment of abuse. Um, but again, it starts with self-abuse. The narcissist is abusing themselves as well. And by denying their, their own true self, by defending against their shame, that's also self-abuse because they're not actually allowing themselves to feel their own feelings. Again, it's an attack on the self. And of course, many times this is not conscious. They're extremely they're in denial many times, and they're clearly out of, out, of out of the awareness of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Self-abuse is not always obvious. It can actually take a form, many subtle insidious forms, such as not taking care of yourself, showing up late. Not appreciating yourself, berating yourself, hating yourself, addiction, neglecting responsibilities, uh, not being living a healthy life, a life that to your full potential. These are all self-sabotaging, self-abusive uh, thing, uh, activities, actions that are done. Uh, ultimately, it stems from a feeling of not feeling worthy of taking care of oneself. So, self-abuse oftentimes comes from shame. It, comes, feels, it stems from humiliation, helplessness, and ultimately the abuse is just the inner critic, which is really finishing the job that the negative feelings have started and the, um, and, the and really from childhood that has been set up. I believe strongly that the self-abuse is a slow attempt at suicide. It's an attempt at avoiding reality, and ultimately it is the cause of eventual suicide. So the individual who, God forbid, ends their life uh, has felt... Uh, disconnected and ultimately has destructed far before they have actually ended their life. I strongly believe, and the self abuse is they be, the person becomes their own enemy, and in a sense it becomes a self, it becomes an uh, almost like a, a self eating, self destructive uh, experience, which then eventually becomes such a monster that uh, claims the very individual's life. Some of the ways to heal from self-abuse. First of all, self-abuse is, a, is, a, is self-talk. It's self-perspective. It's how you see yourself. It's how you treat yourself. So the first thing to do is notice how you talk to yourself, how you experience uh, your own internal uh, dialogue, your own internal emotional landscape, your own uh, core belief system. All of these things are going to take its root in the wound, in the abuse from childhood or a past relationship. So we want to take a look at are you abusing yourself for an expectation that has not been met? Uh, are you being, Are you abusing yourself because you were abused yourself and you've just identified with your abuser? You want to pay attention to these things because if you're not, you actually can be complicit uh, and implicit on your self-abuse and self-destruction thinking that you're doing the right thing. Oftentimes, people who self-abuse are not aware of uh, what they're doing. They're just trying to soothe their pain. But it actually becomes self-abuse because you're not necessarily doing the things that you need to do to heal to become the healthiest, most conscious uh, version of yourself. So you want to be careful about how you treat yourself. Uh, If you are constantly uh, berating other people or mistreating other people, you want to ask yourself, well, how am I treating myself? Because chances are if you're mistreating others, you're mistreating yourself. And in that case, you want to pay attention to that because – Treating others, loving others, begins with loving self, nurturing self, caring for self. So you have to take care of yourself. If you want to be in a relationship with others and not self-abuse and actually have compassion for the other person and have a fulfilling, long-lasting relationship, it needs to start with self-love, self-compassion. Self-abuse will always lead to – most usually a lead to abusing others. At the core of this – of the self-abuse is an angry, hurt. Manipulated, abused inner child. It's important to do the inner child work. Inner child work by identifying with the adult within, identifying with your own adult, and replacing that inner critic, taking control of that inner critic, and healing and nurturing back to health with compassion and empathy your inner child. Uh, Peter Walker has a wonderful book. It's called From Surviving to Thriving. Uh, complex. He discusses complex PTSD. And he discusses the inner critic and how powerful the inner critic is. It becomes the very parent the very mistreating parent in your own life, which you then are left with throughout your life, even if far after, far long after, the parent is no longer there. In this case, it is important to not identify with the inner critic, but rather identify with the help with an adult within and see the inner critic as a wounded child who just simply needs to be needs to express him or herself. Lastly, you must want to change. A person who is abusing themselves and doesn't want to change is must like much like an addict. Who does not want to give up their addiction? Self abuse, in a sense, is an addiction because, like I said, it gives you a feeling of power. You feel like you're in control because you're being the one who's abusing, even if it is yourself. And you know, uh, you know, self abusers oftentimes feel, well, it's me, so I have a right to treat myself like I want to. Well, the answer is you do not have a right to treat yourself like you want to. You are a creation, just like others are a creation, and to treat yourself in this way is actually extremely abusive, although we think we have a right to treat ourselves like this. So firstly, you have to want to change. You also have to see a necessity to change. If you don't see this as necessary, then you're not going to make the adjustments. You're not going to work hard. It's habitual, slowly changing your habits, slowly changing from mistreating yourself to taking care of yourself is a shift. That is not an easy one to do, but it has to happen. It has to happen over time. It cannot be a quick fix narcissistic abusers who want to heal. Addicted addiction, uh, those who have addictions, those who have these struggles are all very similar in the way that they self-abuse. To have an addiction is to self-abuse. To be narcissistic is self-abuse because you're not treating yourself with the respect and dignity that you need as a person, as a human being. So it starts with learning about how to respect yourself, love yourself, care for yourself, have compassion and empathy for yourself, and ultimately healing your inner child and your past wounds so that you can become the best version of yourself within. It starts within. When you treat yourself well and not like you're worthless, then you have the opportunity and the capability of treating others with compassion, love, and empathy and respect, which will lead to happiness, fulfillment, and ultimately connections that are fulfilling and enjoyable. I hope this uh, podcast resonated with you. Please feel free to like it and share it. I can be reached at Yitz, Y-I-T-Z at psychologicalhealingcenter.com, by phone, 252-696-4852. If you are interested in coaching, I offer a mind map therapy system uh, that Dr. Judy Rosenberg uh, created. She is the founder of the Psychological Healing Center and the Mind Map System. She, uh, this wonderful system helps you identify your wounds and shift you into a perspective that respects and loves and cares for yourself in the way that you need, in a way that you probably were not taught as a child. I offer a free 15 minute consultation, so please do reach out. I'd love to discuss how I can help you out. Lastly, we offer a free PDF of Dr. Rosenberg's book. Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect. Dr. Judy's book goes through the whole mind map system, a wonderful system that i am absolutely infatuated with and I absolutely think it's powerful and important on the healing journey. So like I said, thank you so much for listening and until next time, all the best.